the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. This is the gospel of the Lord. Those of you who might have your missiles handy for the reading, I read the short gospel. Which may mean today a medium homily, though, okay? Because we got to the very heart of what I want to talk about at the end of the gospel. Last weekend, um, I began a new four homily series called The Game Plan. This weekend is the second homily. If you missed the one, you can go to chathamcatholic.ca and uh, there's a link, again, to watch it, to listen to it. Uh, or if you need your trouble sleeping, it's right there, right there for you to bring you to peace every night. But it might be important to look at because I'm calling this the game plan and there's going to be a sequel to this message series later on the, in the fall because uh, Father Darius, Father Robert and I have been here over a year now. I've had some wonderful and uh, meaningful conversations and looking at planning with staff, with pastoral council, with finance committee. Gone to know some of you a little bit despite the pandemic. And I've been talking about over the year that we're going to be looking forward into new ways, into moving forward, into building our community. And people have been saying, you've been talking about that, but what are we actually going to do? Well, here it is. All right, so over these four homily is going to kind of detail a little bit and then in the second message series this fall go a little bit more in depth as we reorganize and, and and adapt so that we can thrive and grow so uh, in the uh, homily last weekend i went back to pope francis in um, his document the gospel of joy joy of the gospel where he talks about ministry and the mission of the church and parish life. And he said this, I dream of a missionary option that is a missionary impulse capable of transforming everything so that the church's customs, ways of doing things, times and schedules, language and structures can be suitably channeled for the evangelization of today's world rather than for her self-preservation. What Pope Francis is saying there is that the church always has to adapt and change so that people of the time can experience the good news. 
And that has been something the church has done for over 2,000 years. Adapting for the needs of the people. That's not adapting the teachings. It's adapting the form of communication, the form of inspiration, all the structures and ways we do things should not be for self-preservation like father we've always done it that way that does not give us the freedom to adapt to meet the needs of our world today and so the pope is calling for the church to constantly flex and change for the sake of feeding those seeking the love of christ and then he goes on to say in the next paragraph about parishes he says the parish is not an outdated institution precisely because it possesses great flexibility. It can assume quite different contours. So he's saying the mission of the church is to share the good news, but we also have to adapt and modify to be able to connect with people. And so he says the parish is where the, the rubber meets the road. We as parishes and family of parishes need to constantly reflect, adapt, tweak, change so that we can most relevantly and effectively transform people's lives with the gospel. So that we have not only just future generations attending our churches, because that's not the goal. The goal is to be Jesus in this world bringing comfort and care for the poor, those who sit outside our church in the Spirit and Life Center, to take care of them, not to simply walk by, to be a shining light in the world today. And so part of this, this reality for us is how are we going to do this? It's going to funnel into two major pillars for us. None of this is new, I think, but it's a way to organize ourselves anew. The two fundamentals are forming disciples and reaching out to all. Anything and everything that we're going to be doing in our family of parishes moving forward are going to be rooted in those two things, that we are formed, equipped, and empowered as followers of Jesus, coming here to Mass and the sacraments and the programs to be filled with grace, to be filled with love, to be students, to learn from the Master, who then go and reach out to all. And we're going to do that in particular kind of through realities of, of a few things, being faithful disciples. So we're going to focus in on being trained, being inspired, being healed and what does it mean to truly be a follower of jesus and let's be a little bit more specific i'm going to name two of them today renewal of ministries there's certain ministries that are coming back after the pandemic certain ministries are changing to match our mission of forming disciples and reaching out to all and some ministries will not return because they don't fit our mission so, and that's going to be a constant view. This plan of transition is going to take six to seven years for us to shift. Kind of first culturally in our family of parishes and solely practically 
as we kind of build back up our community. Uh, we're going to focus in on the weekend experience, making sure that our hospitality, our music, our homilies, everything that we do for our celebrations are powerful and stir our hearts. And then access points. We connect with a lot of people who don't come to Mass and don't, are not part of our community regularly. Sacramental families, First Reconciliation, First Communion, Confirmation, Baptism, our Catholic schools, in which we're going to continue to reach out to in a more strategic and refined way. Uh, last weekend I shared this picture. I was out on retreat, uh, took a few days to go away and pray and went to Godrich. And down from the church where I was pastor of St. Peter's for five years, there's a museum, the Huron County Museum. Never been in the inside of the museum, but I saw the sign. It says Huron County Museum, always changing, always inspiring. And I think that's what we as a family of parishes are striving to do. Always seeking the opportunities to change, to adapt, but always seeking people to, inspire, to be inspired to be following Christ. In the gospel today, we just heard, no slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. You could replace wealth with myself, uh, my job. We can't, uh, can't be, our hearts cannot be divided. And to be a faithful follower of Jesus, we have to fall in love with him and give him our entire lives. Everything we are and everything that we have. And over these next three homilies of this series, I'm going to be sharing what six qualities of what it is a faithful disciple that we will focus in on. And these two are connected with our readings today. The first one is serve. The ultimate call of a faithful disciple is to serve. We offer ourselves in service in the many various parish ministries, but especially to those who are lost, forgotten, sick, and suffering. The call of service is a call to loving sacrifice. If we're going to be a disciple, we have to serve others. There's no option in that. We have a lot of different ministries and opportunities within our family parishes and beyond in our greater community of Chatham, but we have to serve. We have to go beyond ourselves. Our faith is not something that we just take and benefit from personally. But it's really joining our sacrifice with Christ who always brings us to the Father in heaven. So this is one of the six qualities. The call and the duty to serve. To serve those in need, to serve others. And we have many, many different ways that can happen. Well, what does that mean? How are we going to have this living service? We're going to take a look at and... Uh, support all of our outreach ministries more in our family of parishes, which there are many. We're going to adapt and revive ministries that entice and create those opportunities to serve. We're going to, as a pastoral council of finance and community, uh, faith community at large, 
to find out where the gaps are in Chatham for those in need. And we're going to try to fill some of those gaps for the poor, the homeless, the forgotten, the homebound. And then we're going to try to create easy pathways for all of us to participate and to serve. In the second reading from 1 Timothy, we hear Paul say, This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God and our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Our faith gives us this understanding of how much God loves us and how we're called to live out that love. So the second quality, and the last one I'm going to talk about today, is formation. It is important for us to realize that Jesus is our master and teacher. We need to listen and follow. We are called to learn, grow, and deepen our understanding of faith. Not only are we called to serve, but we're called to understand the gift the blessings and the grace of our faith. So we're going to continue to uh, increase and, and offer formation opportunities where we learn about our faith, because that's important. Living formation, we're gonna develop formation opportunities like our faith film series as one of them. We had during the summer a, a series focused in on the mass with a video series by Bishop Robert Barron. We have our faithcation retreat happening in October. We're going to focus on equipping the faithful for discipleship. Being a follower of Jesus means we act, we serve. You know, we bring the light of Christ to those in need. And we want to make sure they ensure easy access. What does that mean? Online opportunities, in-person opportunities, evenings and during the day, so that all of us may grow in our faith not it's not just a sunday morning from eight to nine hearing a very short homily which all of you are waiting for it to end we're looking to continue and if we're going to grow and expand and thrive it's going to require all of us to embrace this sense of discipleship and over time we're going to build those opportunities for us in our game plan to become vibrant and active and faithful disciples, find the areas that need some more attention, some more opportunity, all for the sake of what? To form disciples, to be faithful, active, and engaged followers of Jesus, not just in our parishes, but in our world and reaching out, supporting, and loving those in need. Two of the six qualities, service and formation.